Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. Today's guest, I have been following on Instagram for quite some time now. She is a lover of Jesus, a media personality, a professional speaker, a brand influencer, founder of JJ's I'm Me Foundation. She is also an author of Without Bruises and Respect My Crown. Please welcome Jillian Simmons. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for um, being open and honest and ready to share your story to inspire other women. Um, I've been following you for quite some time and I love everything that you're about. It resonates with me. Um, so I just want to I share your greatness with my audience, you know, share your walk and use that to inspire other women to do the same. That is so wonderful. I guess the, the first question I love to start with, because, you know, everyone has all these titles that they go by and, you know, we, we use those things to kind of, um, you know, justify who we are. But what's most important is your name. So do you know what your name means? Um, gosh, and I did remember, and you know, I'm, I'm pushing 41. I don't remember anymore what my name means. <laughs> but I can Google it. <laughs> That's such a good question. Like my daughter, which is so funny, her name is Alani. Um, her name is Orange Tree. And... Uh, I'm just obsessed with, I love oranges, don't get me wrong, but that wasn't mm-hmm. why I named her Alani, but um, <laughs> she's always like, why am I named after an orange tree? That is a good question. I, do, <laughs> I don't know. The meaning of Jillian, it says it, it means youthful. Okay. Hmm. Okay. See, that's beautiful. I'll take that. See, you know, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people forget the meaning of their name and, and, I think when I ask people that question, you know, it really resonates with them on, on who they've become or, you know, who they, they want to be, basically. Yeah. Um, so my name, Makini, I used to grow up hating my name and my parents used to tell me, oh, it means beautiful one. It means beautiful one. I'm like, oh, OK, fine. You know, I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> and as I, <laughs> as I got older, I thought, OK, wait, I started to do some research on my own and realized you guys lied to me. Or you have a different, you know, meaning book that you got it from because it's Swahili for strength of character. Oh, but. wow. Oh, that, that changes everything up. <laughs> exactly. That gives it a deeper meaning to me. That's why I, I love yes. finding out the, the meaning of women's names because it, it has a meaning to them, you know. Um, so yeah. you mentioned your daughter. How old is she? She's 11 going on 25. <laughs> Yeah, she's an amazing little human being. I get it. I get it. So how has being a mother changed your purpose? Oh, my gosh. You know, when you have a a child, everything changes. Your whole view of the world changes. And uh, you start to realize it's more than you that really matters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because of my daughter, I started my nonprofit, JJ's I Me Foundation, to mm-hmm. help create better role models for other little girls because I was concerned about who my daughter was looking up to as mm-hmm. a role model. You know, my daughter was talking about stuff, you know, when she was 
six years old. How did Justin Bieber go to jail, mommy? I'm like, what are you talking about? Are y'all watching E! News? Like, at (laughs) So, you know, I I realized there, no matter how much I pour into my daughter at home, she's so easily influenced by others, and I don't know what other conversations are going on. Right. So it was just really important to me to make sure that I'm doing my part just as, um, a, a caring person, a person who believes everyone contributes to making the world a better place, you know, helping these girls to just be great role models for other little girls. I think that's beautiful. When you look at your daughter, do you see yourself? Do you see, you know, the 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 younger uh, Jillian? Like, what do you see when you when you look at your daughter? Yeah, I do. There are there are pieces of her that do remind me of the little version of me. She's um she has a lot of a lot of energy. She has a lot of um talent, you know, like she's great at speaking and um she loves to dance. I used to be dancing all over the place. And so yeah, there are parts of her that I look and I just smile because I'm like, gosh, you're just like me. <laughs> and I tell her I want her to be like me. I carried her for nine months. She yeah. I laugh because I call my eldest daughter my mini me. You know, when I look at her, not only do I see me as, you know, who I, I used to be, but I see a mirror image of myself. She looks exactly like me. Oh, wow. She's just a a, yes. a different complexion. Yeah, isn't that amazing when you it look is. at someone and you're like, gosh, you really are me. Yes, yes, it's beautiful. So you said your it daughter's is. 11. What advice mm-hmm. would you give her when she becomes a teen? Uh, you know, the the biggest thing for me at right now, and really in the last couple of years, you know, someone had asked me a while back, like, what, what's the legacy I want to leave for my daughter? Mm-hmm. And, and it's the spirit of giving. And so what is more important to me, even as a teenager for her is, you know, I want you to still remember we, it's imperative that we are giving back. And I love seeing even just now, like yesterday, she said, mommy, I want to stop and buy donuts for my, um, my friends. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not paying for these donuts. Like, they got mama. And so I got my own money. I'm okay with my own money. And, you know, she's just a giving person. That's beautiful. And I just want her to keep that going because I feel like in the teenage years is when they really start to become obsessed with themselves and social media has it at a Mm -hmm. whole different level now. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want her to get away from just um, being a good, a good person in, um, in helping to uh, help others. I love that. I love that. I mean, one of the models that I live by is give thanks by giving. I mean, there are so many people out here in the world that just the smallest gesture can mean the world to them. And I think that sometimes because we're in these situations where we may be doing a little better off than others, sometimes we take that for for granted and, and forget. So I think it's beautiful that you know, you're, you're instilling that in your daughter. So I guess what three things would you want to instill in her based on your past experiences? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, trusting your intuition is mm. one, um, you know, and, and we have conversations about that. Like, please, if nothing else, <laughs> 
when you know there's something in you that's like, Mm-mm, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel good, you need to go with that. Um, two would be, you know, all the answers that you need are in God's word. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to really seek him when you're having uh, hard times. And, um, and I think, you know, standing up for what you believe in, because, you know, finally, (laughs) it seems that we're in a different climate now where women are speaking up and sharing their truth. And it's, it's really uncomfortable to do. So I want her to learn it now so that she can be prepared for what's going to come later. Mm -hmm. You know, don't ever silence yourself. Um, especially when it's so necessary for you to share your truth that's going to impact other people. Yes, yes. So you said, one, trusting her intuition. I think that's beautiful. You know, I, I definitely believe that, um, you know, our intuition is is God talking to us. It's that discernment. It You know, when we pray, that's us talking to God. But when we have that intuition, that's God talking to us. So we need to be able to listen. Two, you said, um, you know, all the answers that you need are in God's word. And it took me, I'm going to say way too long because I'm 38 now, but it probably maybe just around five, six years ago for me to actually get that. And I wish someone had told me that a lot sooner. Um, And three, you said to stand for what you believe in. I am a firm believer in that because if you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and and I, maybe that's why I resonate so much with um, your message that you share on Instagram, because I'm definitely a believer in, you know, standing for what I believe in. And people always say to me, oh, well, you know, you talk about God too much or, oh, you're too this or, oh, you know, because I support um, teen moms and mentor them that, oh, I'm 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 encouraging, you know, teen well, motherhood, but that that's not that's not it. What I believe in is encouraging them to be better human beings, to contribute right. to society, to have better futures than what I thought possible when I was in that situation. So I think those are three amazing things to instill in your daughter. Thank you. So can you tell us what's the JJ IME Foundation? What is that about? So our foundation has uh, a few different programs. One is uh, our, our biggest program is called the IME Tour, where we go to middle schools and high schools to empower young girls to be the best version of themselves. Love it. And it's an eight-week program. We have robotics, healthy cooking, goal setting, um, health and fitness, beauty and style, mental health session, like a girl talk session. And I mean, you name it, it's just, I have a, an incredible team of women who just volunteer their time to help make an impact on these girls. And it's, it's you know, we're in at-risk schools, so it's important for me that the girls are seeing women that look like them. Yes. And, uh, you know, so they're also seeing women in these great careers, like a chef and a robotics engineer. And, you know, they're getting to see people where they can inspire to be, you know, like them. Mm-hmm. And so um, the program, we've been doing it for, this is going on our seventh year. And awesome. uh, it, it's been great. It's just been so great to see the um, the transformation of these young ladies, you know, by the time 
they graduate from high school and some of them I've seen at different colleges. And they're like, I went to your high school. <laughs> like, oh my God, you are growing up. How are you growing up? And I'm getting younger. So <laughs> I, I just, it's just wonderful. And it really, it really touches my heart just to see that these girls, um, they just need someone to bring it out of them. They, it's yes. already there, you know, yes. it's just, they need someone who believes in them. They need someone who can listen to them, who can love on them and just tell them like, Hey, you really are great. Like it's in you. Like you, we, we are born into greatness. We That's come from right. greatness, That's you know, right. so, yes. but they don't, they don't hear it at home. And I'm not judging anybody's parents because a lot of parents are going through their own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, so that that's where we step in. It's like, hey, I understand your mom might be working two or three jobs and she can't give you the attention that you need. But it doesn't mean that we, you know, put this huge blame on her. It's just everyone needs to step in. It, when they say it takes a village, like that's that's real. That's, yes. <laughs> that, that isn't a cliche that's ended. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. real. Everyone needs to play their part. Yes, I agree. I was definitely raised by a village. So you say, okay, is is the um, IME Foundation, is it just like in a specific state? Is it all over? Um, where, you know, how can people become a part of it? Yeah, so we're, it's interesting you say that because we are working on building chapters in other places. So right now we've done work in uh in houston texas we've gone to dallas we've um done work in vegas and um and now we're looking at some places in in los angeles but we're open to take our tour and our different programs anywhere you know around Mm -hmm. the world um yeah so and people can find us online at imefoundation.org and find out more Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, I visit Houston often. I have some girlfriends from Toronto that move there. So I would definitely love to, you know, participate hands on and connect with you and help. I I love what you're doing. I I work with young girls here in Toronto and I go into facilities um, for teenage moms. And what you said about your foundation where it's important for them to see someone that looks like them. I think that is a big, big deal that is not emphasized enough because oftentimes they bring in speakers that these young girls can't resonate with. They don't see themselves. So there's no emotional connection there. So the impact isn't made. You know, they, they bring in people that possibly have never even experienced anything that they're experiencing and they're teaching them book knowledge, but there's no life experience attached. There's no, they don't understand what they're going through. And yeah. uh, I, I love, you know, hearing the feedback from the girls that I work with. They're like, wow, you know, you, you know, grew up in the government housing that we grew up in. And now you're doing this. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, so they love that. So you go yeah. in and they have, you know, this different perception of life. And by the time you walk out of there, you realize they now see the world as a completely different place. You know, they're they ha- it's like giving them permission to be the greatness that they were born to be yeah so i i, I love great. what you're doing i def i love it i love it so you I also have uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you also have a movement and a book called respect my crown can you explain what inspired that yeah so um it's so crazy last year it was last year i want to say around summertime i i thought about this 
idea of doing like respect my crown, this movement. And at the time I heard God say, you know, it's a ministry and I'm like, Lord, me ministry. I don't know about that. What is that (laughs) going to look like? And, And at the time it wasn't necessarily a clear vision. I knew I wanted to do events that were like networking events for women where they could, um, come come in and meet people who are in their same field and just bond with other women. And then this year I came out of an emotionally abusive relationship and the vision changed mm. and it became very, it didn't even change. It just became clear. Right. And it's like, Oh wow. So now I see what this is. It's more about um, helping women um, with their mental health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, overall, Respect My Crown, it encourages women to deepen in spirituality, sisterhood, accountability, and service. And so it, and it, it has everything that I needed in the last year that I didn't feel like I really had until now. Right. And so um, I, it started with a dinner party. I, um, <laughs> this is, really crazy. I, I did some videos and I talked about, I shared my story of dating a person who was a narcissist and there were 12 women who reached out to me who had also either dated him or had some type of relationship with that same person. Wow. And they, um, and they, you know, confirmed his abusive behavior and these women and, you know, they were thanking me for sharing my story, mm-hmm. not realizing that I needed to hear from them because I, I don't know, I, I believe you've experienced something similar, right? Mm-hmm. In your past. Yeah. Yep. And so you know how you can feel like you're going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like am I, <laughs> I know I'm not making this stuff up in my head. So like people, you need that confirmation. Mm-hmm. And from people, and there is a point where you kind of need like validation. You know what I mean? Like I need somebody to say you're not crazy. It, it, okay. It's social proofing. It, it's social proofing because when you oh, like, yeah. when you're sharing your story, a lot of people are afraid to share their truth of their story because there's some shame or guilt or something involved in there. But when you remove the shame, because shame loves secrecy, when you remove the shame and you are open and transparent, and you allow yourself to be vulnerable you basically help others do the same because that's when people start to step out and, you know, all these movements, Me Too movement, all these things come out where people feel like, okay, you were brave, you were courageous enough to to share your story and your truth. Okay, I'm going to not leave you out there by yourself. I experienced this too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it was, it was the best thing that could happen at that time. So I... I did a dinner party for the ladies and um, six of the women showed up. Um, Then I invited other women who had dated narcissists and I uh, video documented the conversation because I wanted to share it with the world. So we just talked about, you know, the experiences that we've had, you know, the, the charm, the, um, manipulation that takes place, the triangulation, and all these different elements that take place in the relationship. And then we did healing exercises at the end where we affirmed each other. We talked about the words and the phrases that our accusers have said to us that still resonate in our mind. 
and how we need to combat those with affirmations and what Mm -hmm. is the truth about us. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I mean, really a magical night. And I said, this is, this is what respect my crown is. I mean, it encompasses everything that I I wanted the accountability. The accountability is like, Hey girl, you got to heal. So let's go. Like, let's get to healing. Let's stop, you know, and you know, coming out of an abusive relationship, your mind keeps going with things that happen. Mm -hmm. Even months after you've broken up, you're still thinking about, you're putting together puzzle pieces like, Oh crap. You know what? Wait, he lied about that. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's like just <laughs> yep. and so you're it's so and it can be so frustrating so you need somebody that's kind of who understands who can say I who says I get it and and let me help you through the steps that worked for me so that you know and then it built a sisterhood it you know these women are women I talk to almost every week now you know and and now we don't even talk about those situations we're talking about life and other yes. things so yes you, you attracted um, your tribe you attracted your tribe yes and, then it's like, <laughs> and I love these people and um so yeah so so respect my crown came off of that and then so there first it was a dinner party then I said I want to do it a bigger event where I can invite more people and um, and have a bigger discussion, you know, with the panelists and my therapist and some other people. So I created what's called The Gathering. And it's been like the first one, it was sold out because women, they want a safe space to share yes. and yes. not be judged mm-hmm. and, you know, or criticized. Um, and it was so powerful. Um, listening to women just share their stories mm-hmm. and so respect my crown I mean it's exactly what I wanted it to be and you know I want to encourage anyone who has this idea especially as it relates to like um, ministry and you feel like I'm not qualified for this because <laughs> that's exactly how I felt and in my book the last affirmation in my book is I'm qualified because you that's are qualified most girl you are your your experiences qualify you okay i i know a lot of uh women that are in a leadership role um sometimes experience this imposter syndrome because they feel like i don't have the qualifications for this but your experiences qualified you god qualified you you don't need somebody else to give you a piece of paper to tell you that you're qualified to do what you are already doing right 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 that's so good (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yes, so good. So, so yeah, respect my crown. It's, uh, it's exactly what, it's what I couldn't even imagine it to be. Honestly, it's, uh, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's really doing what I want it to do. And it's just changing lives. And it's just all about healing. And, and, you know, people are on my journey with me to healing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have all the answers. I am, um, there are things that I am still learning as I go. There are situations, I tough situations I'm still dealing with now that I can't seem to escape. And I'm just like, um, and I'm sharing those moments with people because this is what's real. And I want people to, to know, and, you know, with emotional abuse, it's, you know, it's always your word against someone else's. Yes. And so, it is um, draining when mm-hmm. you feel like you are constantly trying to convince people that you are the one telling the truth. And narcissists are great at 
lying and making the person look crazy and coming up with ridiculous Mm -hmm. stories. And, you know, being in the public eye makes it worse because obviously, you know, social media and everything, it just, it makes it so much worse because everyone, Mm -hmm. every, like people just feel they can say anything, you know, and, you know, lies spread faster than the truth. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's like, God has really, I mean, he will present the opportunities for growth, right? And it's always uncomfortable. And so while it is painful and hurtful, it has been a blessing this year to learn to not worry about what people think about me Mm -hmm. and to not worry about um, trying so hard to convince people or defend myself because it's like, hey, God knows the truth. At the that's end of right. the day, God knows who you are. He knows the truth. And uh, and that's all that really matters. Exactly. Everyone else can have their own thoughts, their own perspective, and you can't spend the rest of your life trying to change, you know, what people think. It's like, you my know mentor, <laughs> My mentor says, um, if you, he said, people don't think. If you listen to what they say, and if you watch what they do, they will tell you and show you that they are not thinking. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I, um, you know, and you know, I am transparent, but I just want to share this for the sake of, I know people can understand. This. Mm-hmm. But um, in the last couple of months, uh, I had to quit my job um, in wow. August because the person I was working with uh, was telling people I was sleeping with him. Oh, wow. And, and my, ex-narcissist believed these lies so he it jumped on to you know she's been cheating on me all this time with a married man and this wow. and I was like man this is crazy wow and you know nobody like you know how someone can lie on you and you are like I know the truth like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I know I I've know been there you know? <laughs> I've been there <laughs> like yeah and that's what I mean it's like so imagine um, just really imagine you have your ex that's spreading all these lies. Then you have the person that you've been working with for a year now telling people, I'm sleeping with them, I'm asking him for money, and she's asking me to take her on trip. And, and finally people were telling me, you know, like, hey, you know, this man is talking about you every day. And I'm like, what? Like, it's creepy to me. First of all, it's just creepy, right? To mm-hmm. think people are making up a whole story. Yep. And so – um, it's hard when it's hurtful, right? Number one, it's hurtful because mm-hmm. you know what the truth is and how dare someone feel like they can attack your character, um, that you trust it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's like, it's just draining. And the fact is everyone goes through it at some point. There's someone who tells a lie on you mm-hmm. or they say something and you are like, I cannot even believe, I can't even believe y'all believe this. Far. You, <laughs> you know, like, I, can't, I can't believe it. What, what I um, have come to learn because my, uh, my ex-husband was, was like that. And he was extremely verbally and emotionally abusive. And I, I left when I got physically abusive and he was very great at, he believed that he felt that they were the truth. So his ability to tell it and convince other people that he's telling the truth was like, wow, he would sit back and watch and be like, 
that that is like a lie from the pit of hell but you believe right. that to be the absolute yes. truth yes. that is amazing yes that is amazing yes it is you know in my first book without bruises i talk about my um the guy that i was with and he was a sociopath and and we had broken up he was stalking me and i remember my first day of school and i was going back to college and uh, and I'm, it's my first day and his sister calls me. I didn't even know who it was. And I step out the room and, and she's on the phone. She's going off. My brother is sitting here in my uh, mom's arms crying because you won't leave him alone. And I am like <laughs> blown away. Like, like, wait a minute, your mm-hmm. brother's stalking me. Like, it's not me. And they mm-hmm. will turn. Whatever it is that they are doing to you, they will make people think it's you, what you're doing to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's, like I said, it's just so, it's so draining because nat- it's natural for you to want to defend yourself. It's natural yes. for you to want to have vindication. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want people to know this is a lie and I am telling the truth. And you will suffer if you continue to feel like you have to prove yourself. Right. It's like protect your, this is what I'm learning. Like, and I'm telling this as I'm learning it, right? I am learning, protect your space, protect yes. your energy. You know yes. what I mean? Like, when you start to hear things or people bring things to you, well, such and such said, hey, I don't need to hear it. I'm going to yep. stop you right now. I don't even it, need to know what it is. It doesn't matter. Yes. And uh, it's it's great that you've come to that understanding because many people don't understand. You have the ability to to accept or reject any idea that comes to your mind. So people choose to accept, you know, what they're hearing or what, you know, what someone said or what have you when they have the option to reject that. Yeah. Yeah, like your your you. conscious mind, the thinking mind can can reject that, but your subconscious mind, which is like your emotional mind, can't tell the difference between fact or fiction. So this is how oh, I know yeah. that that you know those people that do those negative things and the narcissists, they they definitely believe subconsciously in what they're saying, and because they're it it can't tell the difference whether you know they're telling the truth or not. So you know their body and their actions start to do certain things because that's what it believes. Oh yeah. So, so I oh, I remember yeah. I remember um, an emotional post that you had on Instagram where you were sharing um, your experience um, with your your ex, the narcissist. And <clears throat> for those of us who have been in toxic relationships, like I know myself, I personally wasn't able to be completely transparent about what happened until I had healed from it. So yeah my question to you is what inspired you to open up while you're still healing? Yeah. Oh, good question. I, um, I did not, honestly, I did not want to do it. I, um, that, that day prior, I, um, or actually I think it was two days prior. I, I was, I was angry and I was talking to my therapist. My therapist said, um, you have to get this out. It's time to tell your story. You mm-hmm. need to get it out because you are becoming physically sick. Yeah. And uh, and then I got a phone call from one of my friends and we were talking and she said, she said the same thing in a different way. She said, you have so much anger balled up in you and that anger has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay. And then um, a guy who's like a mentor to me, he called me, this is all in the same thing. <laughs> he calls and he's like, 
you, he said, um, I picked up the phone. I'm like, hello. He said, baby girl, time to tell your story. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. He said, there are some women who are sitting next to men at church thinking that they are a prize. Mm-hmm. And they are doing the same thing that this man has done to you. They are hiding behind God. And and it is important for you to share your story because you are going to help some other people to wake up. Yes. And I'm like, ooh, talk about pressure. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I, I I called a friend of mine who does videos. I didn't even tell him what I was talking about. I said, hey, I just need you to come over to my house and I'm going to record some videos. And the next thing you know, I mean, it was very emotional, but I just had to tell everything. Right. I, and um, so I say that to say I, I didn't necessarily really want to do it. It's like I, I really had to. I didn't have a choice because I was really going to be on the edge. And, and when my therapist said, she said, this isn't um, necessarily a book. Like, I'm not telling you to sit down and go write a book right now. She said, people need to see you and they need to know um, how serious this is, because mm-hmm. I can tell you that there are other people who are going through it. And so sure enough, I posted that night, there was like um, almost 200 uh, DMs that I had. Wow. Just direct messages. And I went through every last one of them. And it was so many people, you know, this has happened to me. Oh, my God, I've dated a narcissist. I know what you're talking about. Then, you know, the, the women who knew him and it was uh, people who secretly from fake pages hit me up. Oh my God, I wish I would have told you to leave him alone. I know, and it was just, it was, wow. it was unbelievable, the response. And then um, just to hear that people are like, yeah, I'm going through depression. I need help. Oh my God, I'm trying to heal. You know, it's just, it, it was like, God said, you do this and I'm going to show you exactly what your purpose is. Through this pain, through your this pain birth your purpose. Oh, it it is an uncomfortableness. Yeah. Like, of course, like you really see what it is you're supposed to do in this life <laughs> when you get really uncomfortable. It yes. just comes out, and and this whole year, girl, this whole year has been uncomfortable, <laughs> and I just because you're growing. And, and it, it is growing. It's pruning season, right? Like yes. I feel like. It's God is pruning me. He's like, this is not going to be pretty this year. Mm-hmm. But trust me, when, when I get done with you, this flower is going to bloom into something yes. beautiful. And you can't even, because I, I can't, I can't even see it. I'm yeah. just doing the work. You know, I'm not going to stop these events. There are times where I want to quit. Like, I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And um, depression is a beast. Depression mm-hmm. is, is so tough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I won't let the enemy win. I'm like, nah, you, you won last year. <laughs> you got me because I didn't listen to myself when I knew mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been in that relationship. You got me that time. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. You're not getting me again, especially on this. I'm like, yeah. Lord, I have learned the lesson. Trust myself. <laughs> listen, you, you talked about, you know, your therapist said to you that your, your um, emotional pain is, is literally making you sick. And when I was younger, I used to hear all the time, you know, stress kills, stress kills. And we used to see older people, you know, people's grandparents and stuff when they pass away. And people like, what actually happened? Oh, you know, she was stressed out. She just, you know, made herself sick. I didn't understand then until I started studying the mind now. And 
when someone when they say you have a dis, dis, disease, that word should actually be separated to dis-ease because your your body, your so your mind, it creates all of these feelings that trigger all of these hormones and and neurons and all these things within your body that literally make you sick. And yeah. when I when I was with my ex-husband, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is an autoimmune triggered by stress. And wow. I had anxiety, I had depression, I had all these things, and I couldn't figure out, you know, how to, how to cope with the fibromyalgia. I was having these flare-ups where my body was in complete pain, like all the soft muscle oh, tissue was in, was in pain. So I was literally in pain. And when I left him, it was like the stress of learning to cope and be a single mother is three. So it was like constantly living in stress and my flare ups kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I became full-time entrepreneur when I left him, everything just got worse and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. No medication from the doctor was working, no prayers, nothing was working. And I, I actually literally got sick and tired. And then last year when I broke up with um, my ex, he, put I'm gonna say completely put me in shock <laughs> um and wow. my bot my body shut down I couldn't yeah. get out of bed I was in such pain but because of the emotional pain that I was dealing with it yeah. triggered you know your body being in such like this chaotic anxious state that I was literally like sick to death and yeah. when I met when I met my current boyfriend this is why I tell everybody he changed my life because from the moment that I met him, I have not had a flare up. My stress levels wow. are like basically disappeared. It's, it, it's been life changing, but yes. the, the mental and emotional pain that we deal with literally puts our body at a dis-ease. Oh yes, yes. Let me tell you last year in actually January or uh, December. So December comes. And, um, and I get sick. And when I tell you, Lakini, I have never experienced this type of pain ever in my life. Mm. I had these migraine headaches mm -hmm. that were, I mean, excruciating. Like I, like I thought I've had migraines before until December of last year. Like this was, it was so painful. I was in the ER on Christmas day. Begging people, like, please give me something because I, I wanted to just be done with life. Like, that's how bad it hurt. Mm -hmm. and, and everything they were giving me, nothing was working. And so finally, um, finally, two days later, I go and they're like, well, you have an upper respiratory infection and you have a sinus infection. And you have it. And then uh, I ended up with Bell's palsy. Mm -hmm. And um, and I really want to share this short little story about it because if anybody knows what Bell's palsy is, your, your left side of your face is frozen. It's frozen. It's yes. paralyzed. Yeah. Right. So my eye keeps watering cause it won't shut. So during this time, my, my ex has this gala where he's getting an award. And I told him, I said, I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't, I want to support you. And you know that I do, but I don't want to go because it, this is too much for me. Like look mm -hmm. at my face. I can't even smile. Mm -hmm. And you know I'm in the public eye, so you know people are going to come up to me or mm -hmm. talk pictures to me. and, and yeah. yeah. And he said to me, he said, "I'm so glad that you aren't going to be selfish and that you're going to come and and support me." And I was like, "Oh wow, Whoa. okay." And and you know when you love somebody, 
and um and you're convinced that you like <laughs> that you're the one in the wrong like mm-hmm. I'm like okay I'll be there for you and that made me sicker you know what I mean yeah yeah more sick more sick um so it's just it's just people don't realize like now I can look back at all of that and I can say oh crap it was my body telling me hey you're mm-hmm. in something toxic mm-hmm. and I don't I mean that was so overwhelming the amount of money I spent on doctor's bills it was like $2,500 in two weeks of just yeah. you know it was just a mess it was madness and I know for sure now when I look back at it that's exactly what it was. Your body mm-hmm. tells your body doesn't lie to you at all. That's right. That's right. Trust it's trust crazy. what your body is telling you. Trust oh, it. Trust your body. Trust it your body. So, so where can we find more of Jillian Simmons, JJ on the mic? Tell people where they yeah. can find you. <laughs> yeah. So I my website is jjonthemic.com. It's just it's two letter J's. I'm also JD on the mic on Instagram and Twitter, JD on the mic fans on Facebook and, uh, and respectmycrown.com. You can find out about our events and, and what we're doing. Um, I do workshops, respect my crown workshops, um, anywhere, you know, I'm going to, I'm really blessed to be at a, a church, the experience ministries, uh, or experience Christian ministries in Los Angeles next month. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the movement and taking it around the world and helping women to um, build self-love, to uh, dive into self-awareness, mm-hmm. which is really uncomfortable for folks. Like, <laughs> I got to know myself too? Yeah. And, uh, and just helping us to just live better lives. And, you know, I, I, I can't wait. I'm excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're talking about, you know, building self-awareness. Was, is it the seven seven levels of self-awareness? Like the, the top level is self-mastery. So, you know, I always tell people it's, it's, it's important. It's important. So I have a question because, I mean, it's, it's no surprise that I love stilettos. So they say that your uh, favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. So my question to you <laughs> is, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a stiletto, a flip-flop, a running shoe, a wedge, a pump? Like, what's your favorite type of shoe? I'm scared because I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am absolutely a, a sneaker girl. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love sneakers. I love running shoes. I just... Um, I, so, so that's perfect because yeah. they said people who love running shoes are... Uh, goal-oriented people. Ah, see, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good I'll stuff. Good it. stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I embrace that. <laughs> so, um, for the last part of the show, I like to end with a segment called "A Walk in Her Stilettos." But I guess for you, we'll call it a walk in her running shoe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where, where you um, inspire people with part of your journey. So, I usually ask a couple of questions. Um, so the first question is, uh, name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Oh, The Shack. Have you the read shack. The Shack? I, is that the one where they have the movie out about it? I think I watched yes. it. Yes. You saw the movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The book is okay. even better than the movie. Okay. I, I'm going to have yeah. to pick it up. Oh the my shack. gosh. The Shack okay. changed my whole life. Okay. Uh, can I ask in what way? 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I could tell you. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. You know, it helps me. Ooh, and I hear God just speaking right now, too. Mm. He's like, ah, oh, it helps me with forgiveness. Beautiful. And um, for those people who may have read or at least saw the movie, like, you know, the man has to forgive the um, killers of his daughter. And, uh, and he has to forgive his father for what his father has done, right? Mm-hmm. to him and you know his father abused his mother and uh and he has to forgive himself for what he did to his father he poisoned his father like mm-hmm. it's you know and and you get a glimpse at his father's abusive life and it helps you to understand oh you know he went through something and that's mm-hmm. what caused him to be this way right and i say i hear god speaking to me on that because you know uh, forgiveness I mean it's not a, it's not an easy process it's not right. like let's right. be real about it we're human we're in we're emotional and you know so um it helps me to forgive my mother mm. that book helps me to forgive my mother for for the life that I um wish that I would have had with her mm-hmm. that that did not happen because of her abusive ways and um and maybe I need to watch it again and or read the book again so that I can get to that point of forgiveness with this mm. other person because it's a it's it's a work in progress. There are days where I'm like, oh, I have forgiven him, and then two days later something dramatic Triggers. happens, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, he did it. Forgiveness just is gone, and it's like, oh, so. Uh, I'm getting there though. I'm really getting there. I'm getting there now where things just become laughable. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh gosh, really? This is what okay. And I, but it it's it's forgiveness. I think forgiveness is so huge and I think for for me, I believe that forgiveness is for ourselves and not necessarily for the other person because it allows oh, yeah. us to, to let go of what they have done. Um yeah. When I was going through my divorce with my ex-husband, and, you know, I was angry. I kept having my fibromyalgia flare-ups. I was in and out of the hospital. And then one day I said to myself, you know what? I forgive him. I forgive yeah. him. And I accept the apology that I may never, ever get from him. But I forgive him. And I genuinely wish him the best. And my, yeah. my life changed after that. I started doing better in my business. It was, I was genuinely putting out positive energy out there towards him. So any yeah. negativity that I may have been attracting, I, I let it go. I let it go. Yes, yes. And, and uh, God blesses you for that too, you know? Definitely, yes. I believe that. You know, I I don't know. It's, you know, us and exes. But my, my recent ex, um, <laughs> I forgave him because I, I was under the impression that we were going to be getting married and, you know, buy this house and live this happily ever after life. And yeah. I was completely blinded by the fact that he you know was cheating on me with his ex and whoever else so when I found out I was completely devastated we had no issues in our relationship whatsoever so I was angry I was angry you felt like you've been fooled I completely fooled completely it it took me maybe (laughs) go ahead the happily ever after ended too like yes. your dream just got shot down. You know what I mean? And that is something we have to recognize too, that yes. that adds into why it's so hard to forgive even ourselves because mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, should I the do this again? Should I wish for, yeah, the expectation. 
Mm-hmm. It, it sideswiped my my vision of what I thought reality was because then I was like, well, what has been real in our relationship? You know, what was real? Oh, so it made yeah. me it oh. made me question my reality. Um, but I was able to forgive him, and I thought to myself, you know, I know stories of what he's been through in his childhood and and in his past, yeah. and. I could be angry and, and, and punish him, but me forgiving him may have been what, you know, God placed me in his life for, to, to show him yeah. what forgiveness looks yeah. like, to show oh, him yeah, what unconditional good. love looks like, to show him, you know, maybe a forgiveness that he's never felt in his life. You know, we are not, yes. we are, you know, I, we don't speak, we're not, we're not friends, but I forgive him. Right. Oh, that's so good. I needed mm-hmm. to hear that. That's so mm-hmm. good. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So my last question is if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? <laughs> oh, I was going to say something really funny, but it would be so sarcastic that I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I've been wanting to create a billboard in this last year with a couple people's faces on it. So um, okay. I would... I would say, uh, ooh, that's tough. That's a good one. Gosh, you know, I would probably say, I see those billboards all the time that says, um, Jesus loves you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you see them, like, in the neck of the woods or something <laughs> in random places. And, um, but every time I see it, I promise you, it just makes me smile. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he does love me. Mm-hmm. I would I would probably put like, you know, God loves you. Mm. God loves you. Something that, you know, I would have to, people would look up at and you're just going to have to have a thought, you know, or yeah. you need that reminder sometimes when you feel like nobody is there. No one's listening. No one's supporting. Or you feel like God isn't listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, the fact is he is there and he, he loves you. And, um, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. His love surpasses everything. Everything. God is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Honestly, I, I wish you nothing but the best. And I ask that you continue to be a lighthouse to other women and girls so that they can continue to heal. Because you will definitely be blessed for everything that you're doing out there. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Jillian. Thank you. So until next time, download the Awaken My Stiletto app or subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>